0: Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's luck on Family, we chose this
1: one. This is episode 133, The Vow from 2012. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. and this episode is brought to you by Blue Sky Papers. Their wedding vow book is the perfect wedding keepsake to have and to hold for both their wedding day and as a cherished family heirloom, blueskypapers.com.
0: Well, shout out blueskypapers.com, and shout out to the end, the second half, the back half, the back nine of weepy, wacky, romance week here on Too Fast, Too Forever. Yes. Again, in the memory loss lap, we got Rachel McAdams losing all sense of who she is in this episode coming up a little bit after the break, but Joe, extracurricular activities, what have you been up to since we last chatted?
1: Pretty much like nothing, nothing. Watched some sports. The NHL draft was on, so I was watching that the last two days. The Penguins did something that only like a drunk 15-year-old could do in a fantasy draft today.
0: They traded for the Las, the Las Vegas Raiders head coach, John Gruden?
1: No, worse than that. So well, They, they, they traded, got a guy named John Gruden, I know that. They did. Knock on wood if you're with me. <laughs> so that's cool. That's step one. Okay. Step two... Today we had a second round, so we traded, we got a second round pick back, everybody's like, cool, we're going to be picking in the 50s, the Penguins are fucking depleted, we need everything. Pick 50, they take a goalie. And everybody's like, that's weird, usually goalies don't go that high, but they're like, hey man, if they like this goalie, I get it, they traded a goalie, got picked a goalie with the second pick, cool. We have pick like number 71, so they're like, okay, we got goalie, who we taking at 71, this is supposed to be a real deep draft. Another goalie, cool, very cool. Um, eventually they took players. You know, there was a bunch of jokes on Penguins Twitter like, "No, just more goalies. Just, just draft nothing but goalies this whole draft." But yeah, that was it was interesting and weird. I mean, I know this story means nothing to most people, but
0: the extent of what I know about the NHL draft is the Devils. I think had first picks. They took two goal scorers and a crazy Russian defenseman with a crazy yeah. Russian name uh, yep. who goes by Mookie, and so my friends are happy about that. Supposedly, I think they've had a, yep. a good draft, so knowing nothing about that, but the draft was then on like during the day-to-day, which is kind of cool and weird, but yeah.
1: Yeah, but remember there was one time that I came and watched the draft at your house. It was on a Saturday, remember? We were like, what you were having some kind of party, Chewing, yeah, not a housewarming party, but like a barbecue or something. And I came, and it like, it's usually like, it's usually like Friday night is like round one, and then Saturday day is like. Was it for camp Cage club? Ma- yeah, maybe that sounds about right. It might have been. And like I remember, like you know, because they like started at noon, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, they did that today too, but they did like two through seven. So like, yeah, it's, it's just
0: weird that I think that it's on a when. Weird to me that it's on a. Yeah, Wednesday.
1: Yeah. yeah, they're doing like it's just. I think it's just timing, just because they're like trying to get everything in as close as possible to give them time to restart the season. They oh, because right, the Stanley Cup to...
0: just ended like what a week ago.
1: Yep, a week ago. That's crazy. So they're trying. They announce that they're trying to start it back, start hockey back up January first. So that's their tentative date for now.
0: I would love, from like an OCD kind of perspective, to have like the hockey season and the basketball season be contained within a full calendar year. Like it's weird enough to me when you're talking <laughs> about like football to be like, well. It was the Super Bowl that was played in twenty nineteen and Super Bowl for yeah. the oh, twenty nineteen season?
1: Like Zach always refers to the Super Bowl as the beginning date of that season. So like to him this would be the twenty twenty Super Bowl, even though it's played in twenty twenty one
0: because I don't know like there's there's like a quote unquote right way to do that and, a wrong, and I don't know what's right like I, there's one of those Same. that like people refer confusing. to and I don't know yeah like baseball is the only one that makes sense because it's the entirety from opening day through the World Series contained in one calendar year which I like
1: yeah and in hockey they do like it's the 7 08 season or the 09-10 right. season like they'll use both but in football they just choose to use one and it's very confusing and then they have Roman numerals and numbers for the Super Bowls so that's also they should all get together standard standards of weights and measures should weigh in on this, right? Like, I think so. We need a. We need a 100% this is what we're going to do from here on out. So,
0: Anything else you've been up to other than watching the hockey draft?
1: That's it. I've, I've been trying to lay low. I might have some more fun stories on Saturday.
0: I wanted to clarify to the listeners, because I feel like we have established a narrative on this podcast that I am bad at video games, which is not true. That began in the Crossroads episode Why? when uh, I was called out for dying too many times. He's like, we made the game easy for you. I'm like, come on, guy. Like, it's I get no, it. No, nobody like, thought that. No, I'm I just kidding. I'm just I kidding. Like um, okay. But... I do want to say, so I was explaining to you like in Spelunky, because I got a little bit further, I still have not beaten the game. I was like like you know, like I told you right that the game is like randomly procedurally generated. You're like, no, I didn't realize that. And so like
1: I thought that it was I thought that it was like Mario Brothers. Yes. I asked you if you could get good enough and you had remember and you had like the muscle memory, could you know where everything is generated to the point where you could play a level with your eyes closed, like some of these kids probably can with Mario. Like I'm sure some of the speedrunners can play like the yeah. first three levels just, just knowing just how long you hold which buttons for.
0: On, like, Awesome Games Done Quick and Summer Games Done Quick, which are these speedrunning competitions where uh, they just raise money for charity and everything, like, people do entire games blindfolded. Like, somebody beat Punch-Out!! Uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! or maybe just Punch-Out! I don't remember which one, which version, Blindfolded. But they beat the entire thing blindfolded.
1: Yeah, that, that makes sense. That's what I'm saying, because it's like, if it's the same thing and you know the controls and you've played it so many times, you would get to the point where you actually could play it blindfolded, yeah. But
0: yeah, no, not this game. This game is, uh, like, all roguelikes are just, I think all roguelikes, I think I could say it like that, the genre that it is, everything, like, there's worlds and there's enemies and there's environmental terrain and stuff like that that is consistent from play to play, But the way that it's all built together, there's, like, systems and stuff in place, but everything is different every time. It's I was saying to you, like, it's not like I'm getting to Bowser and not able to beat Bowser every time. It's like... Bowser is, like, some off-in-the-distance thing where I need to, like, get through, like, a randomized world of, like, Mushroom Kingdom and then the castle and, like, whatever and whatever. So, like, it's not insanely difficult but you need to be lucky and good and man it is it's a lot so
1: yeah that's really cool though it keeps it fresh and that, that makes it i think it would make it more fun it also means like whenever you're like oh i've gotten further you need to be like have a good run be lucky in the generation of it and like just everything needs to come together so it actually would probably feel more rewarding when you like do get further right you're like oh yeah like Wow, that was such a good luckiness and stuff so. Yep. Like okay. I know
0: right now I am good enough to beat the game. At least get to the final boss. I don't know if I could beat the final boss cuz I've never Played the final boss, but now I just need to get to a point where I have a lucky enough run where I get the right items, and then where I also don't do something dumb or get like really bad luck. Like, not just luck in terms of the items, but like, there are some things that happen in the game where just there's not, there's almost nothing you can do. It's just like, well, the game just kind of screwed you over. Yep. What's yeah. cool is there's a new game, it's so not, I guess it's not necessarily a new game, but there's a game that came out on. Switch and Steam called Hades, which is another one of these. Everybody was talking teams. this up. Yes,
1: everybody was. I saw a bunch of people on. Twitter are talking about it, I think.
0: And so what's cool about this is that it was an early access for like two years, so it was kind of like in a beta version and they finally brought it out. Like, it's like, they we're, we're done. Like, this is whatever. Like, you could have played it for two years, but whatever. But what's cool about that in terms of the roguelike element of it is that there's a thing called God Mode. And what God Mode is, unlike other video games, is that what God Mode is, is every time you die and you will die a lot, you get a little bit stronger.
1: Oh, that's cool. And
0: the story also changes. And so it's a lot of people are like very... Into that element of it because it puts an emphasis on the story in a way that like other games kind of don't.
1: Is it better if you die less or better if you die more is what I'm asking? I don't
0: know. I think like, I think if you're good enough, like people said like the game is made so that you can win on the first try. Like you can on the first playthrough, like you're not going to, but you could. So I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. You can. I think I think the game is meant to be like you die, get a little bit stronger, die, get a little bit stronger, interact with people again for the second time, whatever, and just yeah. get better. I don't know though. But yeah, that's that's a game that like, you know, after I beat Spelunky and after I finish, you know, The Last of Us, I'm going to want to play because, like, I've just, I've only, that's the it's, like, the only game people are talking about right now. Like, people are talking about Spelunky in the circles that I'm following because I'm looking for that. But it seems like in terms of, like, the video game world, people are only talking about Hades right now, which, you know, for good reason, I think.
1: I like these concepts of, like, you know, I've been out of the loop for a while, so for you telling me, like, these are the new things that people have thought up, they're just, like, cool new creative ways to expand games, like, that you die and get stronger, and then the story changes is cool to me, so.
0: Yeah, like, this, I, I think, like is that. a brand new mechanic, and uh it's pretty yeah. exciting from the sound of it. We were talking about this in the last episode with Brian. Yeah, the last episode. He was on The wise We Forgot. I'm, like, it's still, I can't keep track of, like, when things Same. happen, but uh, on the episode with Brian, we were talking about how I was going to rewatch the movie Raw uh, with Kyle for Foodie Films, and so I rewatched that. We recorded that last night.
1: You said you thought he would hate it. Did he hate he it? He loved Just... it.
0: No, he really liked it. He said, uh, "I don't want to say thank you for bringing this to my attention, but like, thank you for bringing this to my attention because like, it's a weird, like, it's kind of a weird movie to be like, oh yeah, I love that French cannibalism movie, but like, no, uh, it's yeah, great. I really love that liked movie.
1: it. That was really fucking good. Rachel and I really enjoyed it when we watched it when you." you know, picked it for Film Club last time too, so.
0: That episode comes out next Wednesday, or this I guess, this upcoming Wednesday, so like in five days it's going to come out, so if you want to check that out, do that. It's not streaming for free anywhere, but it's worth a rental, and then the famous I food agree, scene, as you it. know, at the end of every episode, he does a famous food scene, so like the first time I was on, we did a Fast Furious one, we did the barbecue scene for the first one, But last oh, night cool. we talked about the Paddington 2 prison scene where he introduces marmalade to the the chef cute yeah he was like he's like i know that you love this movie i haven't seen it i'm like this one don't rent it just buy paddington 2 you'll want to watch it more than once so hopefully he (laughs) does hopefully he does but yeah i think that's it yankees are tied 1-1 Uh, best of three series right now when this comes out the series could be over uh depending if the same team wins either games three and four which are tonight and tomorrow but then if they split those then game five is friday so yeah we'll see cool good luck thank you and wells was giving me some luck he's like he's like sports are stupid because you know the lakers had lost game three and the niners are the niners
1: and like they're still winning but they're you know uh, yeah we watched the niners this weekend with zach He's like, man, this really sucks. And I'm like, bro, I literally lived this nightmare last year. Yeah. It's the exact same nightmare that you have. Like, my team is half dead. I'm playing with fucking scrub quarterbacks. Yep. And they should be better. And, like, that's the nightmare that we lived last year.
0: But a good coach. I mean, you know, the Patriots exactly. still lost to the Chiefs. But with Brian Hoyer at quarterback, they still almost God. won. I mean, maybe, maybe almost won is an exaggeration.
1: But, like... No, they should have made that a game. That was, like... Terrible. Like, Brian O'Rourke threw an interception into the end zone. He, like, fumbled on the goal yep. line. Like, it was but bad. But Belichick,
0: I mean, like, they, they, he were, they were there, right? Like, it was it was close enough. So, yeah, I don't know.
1: It's a weird season, man. The Chiefs don't look... I don't think anybody looks, like, super, super dominant. And also, the fucking... Did you see all the Titans got COVID again? Yeah, and, and the so they, they might have, have
0: to f- forfeit to the Bills.
1: Yeah! Fuck me, right? The Steelers game gets cancelled and pushed, but they forfeit to the Bills this weekend? Well, I feel like it's just, like,
0: it's, like, one, like, shame, like, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, you're gonna forfeit a game, so, I don't know, like, the the big thing is, I don't know why, everybody's talking about, like, why they didn't factor a second
1: bye week in... I don't know. Yeah. It just feels it feels like hubris, kind of. I don't know. But, like, to me, specifically me as a Steelers fan, like, our game is still rescheduled. You don't have to forfeit that one, and then you forfeit the next one. Like, come on, man. Like, that sucks.
0: I get it. I get it. But, you know. Ugh,
1: super frustrating. Just specifically to me and the fan base that I support. Like, what assholes. I mean, they're this still going to really be the sucks. Titans. I mean,
0: the Vikings almost be the Titans. The Vikings are a mess right now, right? So,
1: Well, I mean, well, now we're going to fucking lose, because that's exactly how it would go.
0: We will see. We have a Patreon page here in the show, Too Fast, 2 Forever.com. Help us keep the lights on, proverbially. Uh, get stickers, get handwritten notes, all that sort of fun stuff. Too Fast, 2 Forever.com. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellenan. Justin Kleinman, and Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party, Haley Gerby's West Hampton Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, and Renato D'Idonato for supporters at the five dollar yes, level or above. Thank you all so much. And the list grows on, man.
1: The I list was talking about how long on. it was. Love it. I love we it, also it too, have an man.
0: Email address on the show: family at cageclub.me. And Joe, we got two emails. They're both quick emails. First up from Wells Lamont.
1: What's up, Wells? How are you doing, buddy?
0: Subject line: Lots of confusion, bros. Okay. <laughs>
1: He says, Christ. I sent
0: an email, or so I thought, and in it, I talk about how I hope you bring Nico back on the podcast soon, and I forgot to add Kevo, too, so I sent that other email to let you know that. Maybe he oh. went through, or I didn't send it. Oh, well, I'll check my drafts. Spoiler, he does not send another email, so either he didn't check his drafts, <laughs> or it did, it wasn't there. I don't know. <laughs> but the good news is that Nico and Kevo are here all lap, right? So Yeah, um, so they're coming yeah.
1: back, man. You'll hear them on the next episode, right? Yep. Not this one, but the, the next, next one. The next
0: three weeks, the next three Tuesdays, assuming that schedules oh, don't right. change. Yeah, Spy yeah. actually, one, Spy more. Two, Fury possibly,
1: 7. Yep. Possibly even more than that.
0: Maybe, maybe. We'll see how that goes. But yes, yeah. so... Well it's all good, don't worry about it. Uh we'll figure it out together. We're gonna get we're
1: all in this together to Glad quote. you like uh Nico and Kevo because I I love those guys too, so
0: and our other email from I feel like we might be hearing from her a lot, the other email from Jessica Collins, AKA Montez subject line, I finally made it to twenty nineteen and lap three.
1: She's cruising.
0: Well, the <laughs> lap one and lap two. Like lap one was I think like nine episodes or eight episodes maybe. Nine episodes probably. Yes. And then lap two was probably like ten or eleven, so like in the grand scheme of things, we'll say yeah, okay. Listening to Joe 2 do the voices of "You Are My Lifespan" just made me spit tea all over my keyboard. Thank you, you guys. Know how
1: I feel about fan fiction? This is amazing. I know. I wanted her to hear it for like from the jump. This was like this was almost crafted specifically for Just Call. I know like Montez it's it's for you so I'm so glad you finally caught up you and my lifespan are my favorite episodes every lap and I'm glad that you're enjoying them thank you
0: and then this is the number we were trying to figure out 110 episodes until zero so she's about 20 2022 in ish in there. This cool. has become a full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> Just skip ahead and listen to the Lifespan episodes and then come back. Yeah, I mean, that's a good way to do it. Like, when I was catching up, when I when I caught up on How Does This Get Made, they alternate full episodes with, like, little bonus episodes. The bonus episodes have gotten longer, but it was essentially to let people know what movie they were going to cover next. And I was like, oh, I can make it seem like I'm way further caught up than I am because like say there's 100 episodes there's like 50 long ones and 50 quickies I was like I can just listen to the 50 quickies but then like by that point I was just like wait no I don't even need to like I don't need to listen because I know what episodes coming next I can just look in the feed like I'm behind and so it didn't really help but if you do want to lower that 110 number listen to the seven or eight or whatever six or seven episodes of lifespan it'll be closer to 100 I don't know who knows she says this will make you happy you should know you're really making me want to watch the rest of these movies I still haven't seen past five and only random bits of Hobbs and Shaw.
1: Well, five is great, so give it a shot, man. Yeah,
0: five is great, six is great, seven is a mixed bag. I'm loving eight now, and Hobbs and Shaw is a lot of fun, so you're going to love these, Montez. I mean... Yeah, I think you By the time you get here, you probably will have listened to all of them. I don't know, but, you know, let us know. Yeah, please. And then she signs it, Montez, and then she adds a PS. She sends in a car picture that I don't Ooh. even... Like, I, I can't make you guess this. I'm just going to send this picture to you because, like... <laughs> Uh, it's insane. It? It's from Gravedigger's Dungeon in North Carolina. It's just like, that's it hopeful. looks like a Mountain Dew monster truck.
1: It's just, it's literally Gravedigger, dude. Well, I don't Did know who Gravedigger is. you not know what is? Gravedigger is?
0: No, is that a wrestler?
1: No, Gravedigger is the monster truck. It is, it's literally Gravedigger.
0: I don't think I could have, I would have said, like, it says Gravedigger on the side. You would have been like, well, that's the, that's the answer. Like, I, can't, I don't know anything okay. about monster
1: trucks. Yeah, so there's like a whole, there's like an actual, like, professional, like a sport of monster truck. Did you not know this?
0: If I thought about it, maybe, but I don't know.
1: They play it on like maybe like FS1 at night, okay? And there's like a circuit and they like go around to different things and it's like. People go and watch it and they like do like jumps and stunts, and you get like a grade as if you're like figure skating with your monster truck. Oh, and Gravedigger's like the most famous of the monster trucks.
0: Yeah, if you gave me like if you're like, I'll give you a million dollars to name a monster truck if I didn't say like Robosaurus, which I don't even know if that's a real one or just one from movies.
1: There's some kind of Saurus one, but I mean, like Gravedigger's like the most.
0: Yep, I've never, I I don't even know how I would have heard of it, honestly.
1: Even like really?
0: with the show, yeah, no, just straight up
1: no. Like Monster Jam is supposed to be really cool, and I have friends that actually go and love it and like go to every time it's like around them. They had it in Pittsburgh a couple times, but like I never went for whatever reason. So cool. Yeah, people were into it, man. It's like I would its be I
0: would be into it. I think it'd be fun. I just did I didn't know that it was an organized professional sport, and I never heard of Gravedigger. So
1: and Grave is like the truck, and then like there's like a bunch of different drivers that will. You know, it's it's like NASCAR, right? Like you're like, oh, you're in the Tide car or whatever, but you're the driver, and the Tide car is the thing.
0: So, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank cool. you, Montez. Thank you, Wells, for emailing. in. if you want to email in, family at cageclub.me. We haven't got rankings in a while. I'm interested to hear what Montez's rankings are once she watches all the movies, because I mean, she'll have she'll have thoughts.
1: She should rank them just based on how much she likes our episodes about them. Ooh. Well, I mean, I was thinking recently when we're trying
0: to <laughs> when we were explaining fire ass titles and we were saying about yeah. how like she came up with it remember she would like send in emails about fire ass titles but she wouldn't give us winners or losers she just wrote them
1: down we're like montez we need like we need content <laughs> she'd be like these are the ones i like that you said and you'd be like okay cool like which one was the... and then she, oh it was like it started out and then she's like i can't rank them and then she would just be like this was my favorite so it'd just be like five good ones and then like one that's like this was the winner that time
0: but yeah i mean montez is core to our dna i just you know i'm glad she's Finally on board.
1: Yeah, she runs through everything here.
0: Yes. On the streets, Joe, news about The Fast and Furious. Is there any news that you've seen about these movies?
1: I haven't. You know what? I did see an article, and I didn't post it. Which Fast and Furious character are you based on your Zodiac? Oh,
0: you sent this to me, and I was going to respond. Like it, it, It's kind of our thing with like a twist that if you said this to me, I'd be like, no, I don't want to do this. Like That's not... like It's our quiz, kind of, but like with the Zodiac. It's not like even it's, a
1: quiz. Because it, it's just like... It's just a list? It's just a list, dude. That's so boring. it's like, I know. So that's why I didn't even... I was like, I don't even want to give these guys any attention about this. It was just like, come on, man. Like... You just picked 12 characters and 12 Zodiac signs and then just said that this is what they are. So good for you.
0: Yep. Yeah. I wanted to say, oh, not really Fast and Furious news, but Regal Cinemas is officially closed indefinitely. Not permanently closed, but they are closed indefinitely because Bond got delayed. I think that was kind of their last hurrah, their last opportunity to make a lot of money or whatever. So they are closed for now. And I saw a thing that... You know, you can blame Bond, but really it's the pandemic that like if if there's no vaccine, like every theater possibly could close like AMC and low, AMC and what's the other one? Cinemark, I guess, isn't like, they're not closing, but it doesn't seem like they're going to last for a long time because there's nothing on the calendar between now and Christmas. There's nothing.
1: And I told you that um, what my Cinemark is doing here is yep. that they're letting you rent out the whole theater for 100 bucks and they'll play like. Back to the Future, or like whatever, you just like pick your movie, and for a hundred bucks you can just go watch the movie. And I was like, that is actually, honestly, pretty tempting because you could just go yourself. You know what I mean? So
0: my friend went to the mall to get something, and he was like in and out. And there was a movie theater in his mall, and he said that they were playing Empire Strikes Back. And he yep. was like, I wish that I wasn't against going to the movies because I'd want to see that. I'm like, if movie like movie theaters going to need to do this kind of thing for the next like full year, so like. Oh, yeah. It's not oh, going yeah. anywhere. So, like, as soon as, like, you feel more comfortable, like, I'm, I don't feel you know what I mean? But, like, as soon as you no. feel more comfortable like this, like, it might not be Empire, but there's going to be some, like, classic movie that everyone loves that you're always going to be able to see.
1: They started doing this before, though, you know? Like, how many times have I gone, like, we went to go see, like, Pulp Fiction when it was back in theaters and uh-huh. stuff like that with my sister, like, years ago. I don't know why theaters, are, like, kind of somewhat abandoned that. Like, do you make more money on new movies or something? I think you'd make more money on old movies. And, like, Rachel and I have gone to see, like, classic movies in the theater. I think our Cinemark, even before COVID and everything, would do, like, Wednesday and Sundays, they would have, like, you know, classic movie night, and it would just be, like, all of these old movies, and it was, like, fun to just see something that you already seen and you love, but on a big screen, finally.
0: It's gotta be something with the rights, and I don't know what it is, but, like, I don't know, because it does seem like they, you know, AMC or whatever, that's just, like, what I go to, because that's what I know and what I, you know, had an A-list or whatever for, but, like, they would do... In Christmas season, they would have you know four or six or eight or whatever. They would do like monthly things, but I don't know. Like it feels like if they had just like a rotating thing, like like you're saying Wednesdays and Sundays or whatever, right? Like yeah, seems like an opportunity, but I don't know. They're gonna have to evolve in some way, right? So I don't know.
1: Yeah, they should they should start doing more of that. I, you know, we we always talk about like how theaters have like become like more you know viewer friendly and like the seats and the foods and the things mm-hmm. and beer now and and like I'm hoping that if they do survive. And not everything becomes Amazon everything. Kind of rethink their strategies and start doing stuff like that. Because I would enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll say They're going to have to do something. Because uh, I don't know when the next time I'm going to a movie theater is. Same. Basically lasted through tenant, And that was the only hurdle on the calendar, essentially. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't think there's any other news. I mean, again, twice a week, there's not a lot of opportunity for news. But Joe, the Ana Lucia Cortez Leticia Ortiz lost for a minute the episode titled... Dave. And now you know why I was like, it's either a Hurley episode or a Libby episode, because I remembered the twist, sort of, at the end, that... Libby is was in the mental institution with Hurley but I didn't remember f- whose episode it was so one thing I will say and then I'm gonna get your takes on this because once again I've got to say like I don't want to apologize for doing this but like I'm still waiting for like Anna to be like actually in an app ep- like we're getting another Anna she's episode yeah, but yeah, like she wasn't in... the entire run of this is just like yeah there's there's not much going on for her right like the every episode is just like oh she's in the minute for like a minute
1: or two right like it's there's nothing is, is there a point where she's like more prominent in episodes Do you I don't remember re- I honestly
0: don't remember her arc like I thought I knew I thought I knew her her arc and i don't remember like i thought the like, i you asked me about like them her making an army like and i have visions of her making an army but like i might be making that up i don't know
1: okay cool we're gonna
0: find out we i know for sure that we have another ep- an anna episode i think it's in the next two or three i don't know which one it is though
1: do we have to watch a couple for the next one
0: no it's uh, every ep- she's in every episode now
1: no you're saying we have like a, an official like anna- we have an episode
0: where her the flashbacks okay. are her
1: okay Okay.
0: This might be a spoiler, but I don't. It's not an honest spoiler. It might. It might be a show. I don't remember exactly. The show was going to do an episode about why Libby was in the mental institution, and then they just never did. But I don't remember. I don't think it's because oh, she. I don't remember okay, if it's cool. because she died. Because I honestly don't remember what happens to her character. She just wasn't a central character by that point anymore. So like, that's one thing we were talking last episode about how everything that happens, they answer those questions. But this is a question that they apparently just don't answer because it's just like, why is she there? They were going to tell you, and then they just never did. So don't have, don't have answers to that, unfortunately.
1: Sucks. Yeah, but damn, that sucks.
0: So what did you think of Dave? It's a Hurley episode. Hurley in the mental institution, um, seeing people, seeing a, a guy named Dave, played by Evan Handler. Thank you, remember his name. Yes. He plays uh, David Company's best friend on Californication. He plays Charlie Runkle. But what did you think That's of the right. episode, Dave?
1: It was good. I like the Hurley episodes. This one was interesting. You know, like, Hurley starts out throwing all the food away. I mean, like, this one could be a pretty tight description, but, like, so Hurley's, like, throwing all the food away, and then we know from last time that there was, like, more food airdropped in. We don't know how. Yep. The island's trying to keep me fat, essentially. And he starts seeing this guy, Dave, and Dave is his imaginary friend from when he was in the mental institution. Or there's a figment of his imagination.
0: So the episode brings us about like it's, a, like it's a surprise, like it's a twist that like, oh my god, can you believe Dave's not real? And I think probably the first time or first couple times I watched this, I was like, oh god, like that's that's such a twist. But then I'm like, no, it's just actually just sad. Like it's just sad that this guy he thinks is real. Like it's not a twist as much as just like, oh yeah, mental illness sucks. Like it just feels like kind of like a bummer.
1: And it's not that surprising because we've seen, we've established that there can be hallucinations on the island. So I thought it was like some kind of hallucinate right? Like people have seen like fucking animals and people and... So I was like, oh, okay, this is just like another island thing fucking with him. Uh But then it turns out that, no, it's just a figment of his own imagination. And that is, you're right, more sad.
0: It's just like a bummer. Like the Libby thing, the Libby being in the mental institution, I feel like works more as a twist. It's a bummer that it's never really explained. His friend, like the one sort of the one light point of him being there, not actually being there is like, oh, this is kind of a
1: bummer. So he's like, he's like doing that. That's what they go through on all the mental hospital stuff. Confronted with the fact that he has this person that isn't real that is encouraging him to eat and try to break out. There's like two main parts of this one, and one is that like he's telling Hurley that the whole island is a figment of his imagination, and that is a very cool thought process, like a thought experiment, right? That like, what if this is all just Hurley's figment of his imagination? And we see Libby from the mental hospital there, the numbers ring free, like the numbers are coming back up so there's a good chance that he is the core character, right? Like, everything kind of does run through Hurley in a weird way.
0: There are things that I can't say. You're not right. Like, it's not all made up, but if that was the case, it would be such a perfect fit for, like, a memory lap, just like, oh, this is all taking place in Hurley's mind, right? Is,
1: isn't this going to be like, like what was the fucking Goss movie that we watched and we were like, this is so dumb? Stay. And that was the... T- stay Mm -hmm. when that was like the twist at the end it was just like oh it's just in his head
0: no yeah no it's not that like that's not what this (laughs) is but like that would be perfect for this you're not entirely wrong. Like you're not right and it's not all yeah. made up, but like there's things that you're guessing that kind of have a foundation in actual reality, actual truth. So okay. I won't say exactly what those are, but uh know that you're not wildly far off.
1: And then going back to my other point is that my theory the whole time that we again don't know if it's true or not, what's his name? Gale Dale.
0: Oh, Henry Gale, but like so Henry Gale. It's not a spoiler. Can I give you his real name so we can call him by his real name, or do you not want to sure. know? Sure. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't I mean, matter. Yeah. His, his name just is like Ben. Just give
1: though. me his first name. Just it's give me. Ben. His, it's like, Ben. Okay, Ben. Yeah, because at this point we know it's not him. So, and he was asking for his name. Whatever. Okay, like I so keep so writing ben. my
0: notes just the word Henry in quotes. I'm like, I got it. I can't write because like, I want to write the actual thing or whatever, right? But like, yeah, okay. his name is Ben.
1: So he's there and he says what I was thinking, but also I'm kind of torn on the idea of it now that he never put in the number to reset the clock and it just automatically reset, and nothing happened. But we don't know if that's true or not. And I was saying about how I thought that this was just a giant, like, psychology experiment. Like, we don't know what it actually does, and there's a good possibility that the way it's set up, that it was just, like, to make sh- see if people would keep doing this, and then, you know, you know wires got crossed, and nobody ever told them the experiment was over, so they just keep doing this. So he claims that that's what happened. But we heard grumblings, we heard magnet things, like he said, so... Something must have been happening. Something might not have happened. We don't know. And the only thing that like Letty does in this episode is that Saeed was gonna shoot him, and she like knocks the gun away. She like right. hits his arm up. So which I was doesn't.
0: like, I was like, Said, like that's that feels aggressive. Like you're in an enclosed it space. Is. Like what are you doing, man? So she stops that, and she also has a confrontation with Locke, where Locke on his crutches like I want to talk to him, and she just says, I don't think that's on today's program. And then he says, all due respect, Ana Lucia, but I don't care what you think. And then he almost immediately feels bad, but he's like, he's taking his frustrations out on, essentially on Jack and Henry on her, right? Yes. Like, just like, yeah. I, I'm mad at you, like, I'm not actually mad at you.
1: My favorite part of this episode, when Zaid shoots, Letty knocks, like, Ana Lucia knocks his arm up, because Locke is injured, he's yelling from the bedroom, like, what? What's going on in there? And, like, Jack has to come out, and he's like, nothing, Jack. And he's like, nothing, Locke, it's okay, I'm taking care of it. And I was like it's like your, like, grumpy dad, like, on the couch, you know? Like, what was that noise? And he's like, it's fine, it's nothing, like, I got it, (laughs) like, and that just, like, that whole dynamic was, like, they didn't need that scene, and they left it in for some reason, and it also just seems, like, corny and weird and, like, not delivered, like, nobody was buying into this part of this scene being necessary for the episode, and everybody's just like, okay, whatever, and that, that all made me really happy when I watched it, so. Yeah. Well, I'm sad that you told me that they don't address why Libby's in the mental hospital. Yeah, I mean, soon, it's that just, makes it I, very. I feel like it's crazy. one of those things
0: where, I, like, I, I want to make sure that you like aren't like lusting for Harping. something that doesn't yeah. actually happen, right? So like, it that was sense. in the trivia. So like, if you had read the trivia, like, there's trivia on IMDb and there's like spoiler trivia, and like, I know you're not reading the tri- trivia for these episodes. I'm not but, like, looking at anything. Definitely no. don't read the I'm spoiler not. trivia because what I found recently is that the spoiler trivia for TV shows effectively spoil not just that episode, but the entire the entire show. Thing. So No, I'm
1: not. I'm definitely not reading. I don't read anything. I don't even read the episode descriptions on Hulu when we're watching them. Yeah, so which is good. I go in just title. Like, that's it.
0: I honestly don't remember what happens to her character, so it might be that, or it might just be her schedule change, right? As an actor, and she's just like, I can't do this anymore. Because she's not, and she's never going to be the star of this show. No. So if another exactly. show is like, yeah, hey, Cynthia sense. Watros, do you want to be the star? She'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I' sorry, Lost, but I, you know, I got another thing to do, right, so.
1: Amen, 100%, yeah. There's another thing where, like, Charlie and Mr. Echo are building something, but they don't know what it is, and that's about it.
0: I mean, that's a very cool thing. It's a small thing, but it's a very cool thing what they're doing.
1: I'm I'm going to take a guess that they're building a church or okay. some kind of, like, altar or, like, something that's the thing that would link them both together and that, that's just my guess it could be something vastly different but just like them coming like they could have like a or like a confessional or something yeah. you know what i mean like something weird like that that would like relate to both of them
0: well echo is a man of god right and charlie is a god yeah. echo is yeah. a man
1: of god charlie's definitely has like some religious undertones to him and the statue brings them to yeah so that's, that's just my thought and guess right now.
0: Jorge Garcia, who plays Hurley, said, as the actor, said that a lot of people thought that his story about... Because in the episode, we find out that Hurley, in, in the show's parlance, went crazy, right? Because, like, he was on a balcony, he was on a bridge or whatever, and the thing collapsed, and he thought it was because of his weight or whatever. But the doctor yes. says, no, it, there's 23 room for two or whatever, right? Or 23 there's... room for eight, the numbers. Yes. A lot of people thought, and a lot of people apparently told Jorge Garcia that their theory was that John Locke was one of those people who fell and didn't die, but, like, got crippled. And I don't... I don't remember if we ever find out how he lost the ability to walk. Because, you know, we're seeing flashbacks with he's where he's walking, right? I don't remember... I'm Ooh, why find out the at some fuck point. would
1: John Locke and Hurley be in any of the same social circles? Like they that would be a—that would be a mild stretch for me, right?
0: Well, I mean, like the whole show is like everybody is connected, right? So like it's just people are looking for connections where there maybe aren't any. I don't know.
1: I don't buy into that one too much.
0: I don't think it's true because the way that the trivia was written, I don't think it's true. But I also don't remember if it's true or not. But that's just something that, like, if you were on the internet at this time, what fans were theorizing
1: about. Makes sense. Okay, I get it. You'd just like be having fun, like we, we like we, we think about. Uh, fast and the Furious stuff, right? Like, what does? How does this connect? Yep. What does he mean here? Yeah. Uh,
0: any other thoughts about this episode?
1: No, it was a really good one, though. The cliffhanger was really good. Again, I'm still in it, so I'm I'm excited to watch the next one.
0: There's only one other thing. Oh, when speaking of cliffs, when Dave jumps off the cliff, when he kills himself, when Hurley's imaginary friend or whatever yeah. kills himself he says see you in the life brother which is desmond's catchphrase which i think is more credence just that he's not real because he's saying another thing on the island from the island right so
1: who's desmond again desmond
0: was the guy who was in the hatch who like just oh left. that's right okay he's ran and off. that's
1: what he said when he left he said see well you no that's just life. that's just oh because he, he said it to he, he said, said it, it to, to jack. jack you're right at yep. the track when they're running that's right okay cool okay i didn't catch that cool yep. thanks
0: see you Makes in sense. the life brother I think that's it. Oh, and that cliff was CGI. Like he wasn't, they weren't actually standing on a cliff because like there's some like fairly like death defying stunts in this episode where they're like <laughs> doing kind of crazy shit like next to a cliff and uh wasn't, yeah. wasn't the case. Yeah, makes sense. The next episode is called SOS. I want to look up what this, I won't tell you what it is, but I want to see whose episode this is, because I don't remember. I didn't see the picture. This was episode 18, the one we just watched, and there's only 23 this epi- this season, so we're getting close. Look, we're, so getting we're getting, getting to the close
1: end. to the end. I like that I don't have to wait like on a cliffhanger in between seasons as much as I have to wait every three days to watch an episode.
0: It's it's less of a cliffhanger, right? It's it's not too bad.
1: No, it's way better. I can't imagine what the fuck you guys were doing like, with three months, six months in between. I'd want to blow my brains out.
0: Oh, very cool. Okay, I didn't I didn't remember that they got one, but the next episode is a Rose and Bernard episode.
1: Oh, cool. You said you thought that they might have gotten one, so that's I didn't cool.
0: remember. Yeah, that's very cool. And then the one after that, two for the road, is an Ana Lucia episode. So it's not this next one, but the one after that is an Anna episode. So pretty cool. cool.
1: Makes sense. Works for me.
0: All right, Joe, the Fast and the Furious Minute, Minute 91. Pick any quote from this episode or this minute. Just anything that Dom says could basically be the, the name of the episode, but you are the cop. You're a cop. down now!
1: Move your car.
0: No, bullshit! Put it down now! No more running!
1: I'm not running! Where's Leon and Letty? They're long gone. Then it's over. I didn't call the police, but don't push me! Put the gun down! I swear to God! You are the cop! You're a cop! Brian, I gotta find Jesse before they do. I'm all the kids got. I'll call on the plates. PD will pick him up way before John even gets near him. Move your car. Don't stop it! It's over, please! Mia, stay out of it! Move the car. Dominic, I am so sorry.
0: So, in this minute, Brian pulls up to 1327 and gets out gun drawn. Dom is carrying a shotgun from his garage to the car. Brian and Dom have a confrontation. Dom is angry at Brian and worried about Jesse. Mia comes out of the house to try to calm the situation down. Jesse pulls up to 1327 and apologizes to Dom. And my first thought while watching, it's like, there's
1: so much that happens in this minute. Well, because we've been we've just been grunting and revving for 10 minutes now. So yeah, this one is like really wild. There's a lot. There's a lot to take in. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of face magic. And there's stuff in the background too. So it was fun.
0: So what did you notice this minute? Because I feel like there's a lot of visual stimulation here that you could look through. But uh, what did you catch this minute in minute 91?
1: I got two really cool things that I want to talk about. Something that I never noticed. And you know, that's my favorite part about watching watching it minute by minute, is like noticing new things that I've never seen before. So you and I were talking, right? And what's our dream? To have the house across the street. Yep. The one that stares into 1327. Both of us wake up, dicks out, look out the window, (laughs) one on top of each other.
0: We wake up looking like Shannon Tatum, fully naked, waiting to go in the
1: bathroom. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But we're just both staring at the window, just like two... Separate rooms. Yeah, different floors. Different floors, just same view. In the, like, driveway, like, fenced in on that house, there's, like, a really old Mustang that's, like, looks like it needs, like, repaired, like, it's, like, a little rusty and stuff like that. It's, like, this brown 70s Mustang. I don't know exactly what year it is because nobody mentions it, and it's, like, behind Brian just, like, in a frame or two, but I thought that was really cool, so I was imagining that that's, like, my mustang that i'm working on that's in the yard of the house across the street and i was like this is fucking awesome
0: is that the same house that has the car under a blue tarp or is that a different house
1: from the shot and the angles that i'm seeing it's a house that's a little bit more to the left has the car, has the mustang and a house that's behind brian to the right has a tarp
0: gotcha okay and there's a house down the street that has like a swing set
1: yes that was my other thing that i want to talk about the other houses down the street are super fascinating too one has a swing set but in the front yard which is very strange, right?
0: I wonder what's going on in the backyard. Maybe the backyard's like a parking lot. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like
1: a garage, like a carport. Yeah. It was very strange. You don't see too many even in like densely populated area like they're they're in the city, right? But even then like A swing set in your front yard is, like, very bizarre to me. Like, because you're, like, swinging onto the sidewalk, essentially. So it's just, like, very weird. Um, And then the other house had, like, a ladder that was... I, I couldn't tell if it was, like, a thing for vines, like, plants to climb up because of how the angle was... But it has like a red, it looks like a ladder that goes to the top of the first roof. So it's like, you have a swing set and a ladder in these yards. And I'm like, man, what are these neighbors doing? And like, how pissed were they that Fast and the Furious was being shot here? <laughs> like, I'm sure you know? I've
0: realized this before, but it also looks like they live next to, or they, yeah, they live next to what looks like an apartment building, right? Oh,
1: uh, kind of. Because there's like, I'm... It looks like
0: there's a lot of entrances and exits in this thing. Doesn't seem to make sense for just like a residential house.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So. For sure. I got the guns that Brian and Dom have from the internet gun movie database, so those are there. And then I got like some of the cars that were on the street and stuff like that. Some of them weren't there. If I if I could find the exact one, I put the exact one. So, cool.
0: So, the trivia question and this is, I think that we we might need to be careful with this wording, but I think it's an interesting question. My trivia question that came up with this for this one is what is Dom's primary concern after learning Brian is a cop on a grand scale? Dom doesn't want to go to prison. He doesn't want to... He's angry that Brian betrayed him. But what he says in this minute is he says, I got to find Jesse before they do. I'm all the kids got. And I, I think when thinking about the scene, I don't... Again, I've seen this movie fewer times than you have, but, like, I don't think of Brian... Or Dom's main concern here being Jesse. I remember... I think it's just, like, more broadly, like Johnny Tran or getting arrested. I think there's an interesting question in here somewhere about what concerns him the
1: most. That is very interesting. I like that. And I like it. And I did kind of, you kind of forget it because Jesse shows up immediately. Like Dom, like Dom's like, I need to go find Jesse. And then Jesse finds him. Right. So it makes it a little bit trickier. Um, I think it's very fair. I think that that is like the good and right answer. Like what is his primary concern? He's He says to Brian, like Brian, I need to go find Jesse. That works for me. I like this question.
0: Because Brian hasn't, an- I don't want to call it an excuse, but he has a thing, he's just like, look, I'll call PD, like, they'll, they'll get Jesse before Johnny Tran does, which I don't know if that's true or not, but, like, he's trying, he's trying to work out solutions
1: here, right? He can, no, he can put out, like, a, like, a thing that this kid, he could get him arrested and say he has, like, a warrant or something, and, like, look for a blue jet, like, his car is very distinguishable. Very like, true. Yeah.
0: But then, yeah, Jesse pulls up, which means, I'm assuming, in the next minute, Johnny Tran pulls up, right? So, we're getting that's close. That's
1: exactly what we were getting there. Yeah, we were, it clipped right at the end i really like this minute i think that this is one of my favorite dom minutes i think that he is doing the best acting in this minute it's the most believable it's the most like raw and emotional that we get in maybe any of these movies like like just like his delivery of like like i'm all the kids got this is a really good minute for me
0: Yeah, I was looking at the thumbnails of the minutes, and at least minute 100, the thumbnail is credits. So we only have, at most, eight more minutes of the movie?
1: Yeah, because we're going to get Johnny pull up, then we're going to get another quick chase.
0: Dom trying to escape, they have the race. Brian gives him the keys, and that's it, and that's it. And then, of course, we're gonna have the post-credit scene and stuff like that. We have to figure the out what Mexico. we do. I'm assuming we went to. I don't know what the credits, but like, I also want to do like. I think it makes sense what you're talking about. Like, maybe not for the quiz, but to do the deleted scenes. There's other stuff that we could do, kind of bonusy stuff.
1: Do you want to do the deleted scenes and stuff immediately after we finish the movie and prolong it? or do you want to do the next movie and then eventually loop back around like we're doing with the laps themselves we know
0: with a lap that every 4 months we're hitting all of them but it takes us a year like doing two a week it takes us a year to do one movie yeah i think it would be forever before we come back i think i kind of want to like just close the chapter on the first book or the first movie you want
1: okay you want to be completely Deleted scenes, everything, done, done, done. I think cool. so. The deleted scenes really aren't something that everyone sees, right? So, it's not really the movie. Yeah, because that's
0: why I, I don't think we can do trivia questions for those. But I think that they're worth covering and having. A, I think an encyclopedic worth covering. Reference of.
1: Okay, yeah, that's fair. I could see either way. That's all. It was a really genuine question. Like, yeah. either way kind of works in my brain. So, what do you think is better?
0: Yeah, I think I think just putting a button on the first movie because like if we come back at the end i mean we're never going to catch up on this like we're literally never going to catch up because it takes a year to do a movie and that's the shorter movies right it's going to take a year and a half and the
1: movies are coming out yes. every years so yeah. exactly
0: trivia question what is dom's primary concern after learning brian is a cop we have confronting brian about the betrayal escaping finding jesse getting letty to safety or getting mia to safety and it is jesse
1: that's fair i like that one that was good
0: nobody has taken the quiz in a while which i don't know if people remember that our patrons have access i gotta repost it i guess but at too fast too i think that you
1: need to give yourself you need to give yourself some breathing time but we haven't
0: had like in a long time i don't remember the last like actually, actually i can check right here the last response june 17th yeah it's been three and a half months so makes
1: sense yeah yeah
0: let's take a break and let us then come back and talk about channing tatum and rachel mcadams in the weepy-wacky romance movie, The Vow.
1: Hundred and thirty-three. The vow. This episode is brought to you by Blue Sky Papers and their wedding vow keepsake book that can come three ways with their original features: ribbon cornered sides. The couple's vows can be held securely on each side with center ribbon binding. Officiant's order of service and/or their wedding program can be held on a folded eight and a half by eleven paper. Shout out to blueskypapers.com.
0: And welcome back to Magic Mics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this was, I was looking at the, because I mean, people who listen to the show know, but we were doing, when we started this show, this show started as a monthly show. And we were yes. alternating between this and, uh, not alternating between, but doing every month we were doing one episode of this. Each, Yeah we were doing one episode of Boyfriend Material and one episode of Magic Mics. We rushed through almost Ramped all of Boyfriend here. Material and then we bailed on that, at the end of that, and bailed on Magic Mics. But I was looking where we would have, like, where this would have fallen because there's a certain point in Shannon Tatum's career where I have seen everything he's done. Yeah. This is before that point because I'd never seen this movie before. It would have been, I think, six episodes into where, like, after we stopped, this would have been, like, six episodes. So, like, Not immediately. It would have been, like, it's only, like, two years after we stopped. But, like, he did so many movies in such a short period. It's time this was two years later after whatever one the last one we did was stop loss maybe or like somewhere around there fighting somewhere around there right this is not that far but it's six movies later i've never seen any of those and then i think like one or two movies later it's like oh i've seen everything he's done so like this is kind of at the tail end after this he'll then go do like magic mike and he'll do like Mm -hmm. He'll be, like, in Don John, and he'll be in the G.I. Joe sequel. Like, so he kind of goes from being brooding, kind of hunky dude whatever to movie star. More action-y. Yeah, action star, movie star, whatever, right? So, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Makes a lot of sense.
1: So you've never seen this movie before, I'm assuming. I have never seen this movie before. And I just want to say that this was a wonderful treat, and so much better than what I expected, and so much better than The Notebook. And I have no idea how The Notebook is, like, the famous one. This one gets no attention, but I found this much more enjoyable and I love Gosling and Channing right so they're both Nicholas Sparks books but I found this one like I don't know this one really hit I was like you know he was just trying to make her happy and do what's best for her and I was like wow this is really it resonated so I really enjoyed it and like this isn't my kind of movie but it was just like it just really got me this morning I was like wow that's awesome
0: so this is not a Nicholas Sparks book. This is an original screenplay. screenplay. Is it? Yeah.
1: It felt like a Nicholas Sparks Oh yeah, 100%. Book. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I yeah, I have like all these notes like what kind of weird trauma porn is Nicholas Sparks reading all the time to like come up with these stories that are just like love that's like torn love that can't be repaired, and, like, it's it's not their fault still, and, like, all this bullshit, but, okay, yeah, it's not Nicholas Sparks, then it feels like it.
0: No, and I think that's maybe why it works better as a movie, because they're not adapting a thing, it's just a... F- I mean, they're adapting a real-life story, as we learn the yes. credits, but they're yeah. not adapting a book into a movie into a different medium than, like, the one I was originally intended for, right? So, like, even at a certain point, like, if, if Nicholas Sparks or whoever writes things so that um, they can eventually be adapted. Having a fresh story, having a thing that just starts essentially as a movie makes it feel more like a movie, makes it enjoyable. Like, it's an hour 40, but it's a really simple thing. Like, in the in literally the opening scene, Channing Tatum and Rachel McAdams are a married couple. They get into a car yes. accident. She loses her memory from the last... Basically, the entirety of their relationship. She goes back to, like, yeah. high school and maybe a little bit of law school. She The movie is just her trying to figure out who she is, Channing trying to get her to love him again, and then yes. in the end, how they're going to wind up. And that's the movie. Like, it's just a very simple, can she get her memories back and remember that they were married? Kind of like, on, I guess on a deeper level, I don't know if the movie actually makes you think about it like this. Like, should she go with him? Should she go with her parents? Like, I feel like what they wind up doing, it like, it's shitty the Channing, but I think it kind of makes sense. Like, go with the people that you remember, in a sense, right?
1: Yeah. No? Yeah. And I, I agree with you. It was... It was hard and it it actually, like, this is why I like this. I I thought more about this than I thought I would. What is the right thing for her? Like, if she remembers her parents and she feels comfortable with them, shouldn't she go with them? But also, he's like, no, you have a different new life with me, but she doesn't feel comfortable with him. He can't really take her, right? Like, I get that they're, like, married and stuff like that, but, like... It's it's not like she's his property. It's not like he's like, oh, I get her back now. You know, like if she if she doesn't remember him, that sucks. But like you need to reestablish this relationship, which is what he does throughout the movie. He needs to like remind her because he could be a shitty husband, too. Right. Like, how do we know that he doesn't like beat her? And like, that's how she's in the hospital. Because she doesn't know, she doesn't remember. So,
0: right? I think, I think in in this world, if her memory, if she had forgotten her parents too, then it's like, well, you know, I, I don't, I don't know where you go then, right? But like, yeah,
1: I guess you'd have to be like your husband at that point. But like, she remembers her her friends and her parents and everything like that. So yeah, so. Sucks yeah. for him, but yeah, and I think that's
0: out. why I think that's why there is a movie, like, I think that's why there's the tension is because he is the lead, and so, like, you feel the conflict. Like, if she was the lead, it would just kind of be like confused, like, there wouldn't be, I think there'd be more artificial conflict, but because we're yes. following him, you feel the tension of like. Again, wrong words, but like not that she belongs to him, but like, you know, they had a good thing. Like you can tell in the beginning that they were very much truly, really in very love. Very
1: happy and right? she was fulfilled and everything, yes. So Yeah.
0: There's not a ton of fast connections here, I don't think. Uh there is one point where one like they have like, this I, whole group of I have friends. A bunch. You have a bunch? I mean, as in a few, yes. There's at one point uh, somebody, you know, one of their friends says, like, "Of course she'll remember you. We're a family." And I was like, "Ooh, okay, cool." But before we talk about the movie, what fast connections? Like, what did you find? What 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 tied? What what reminded you of the Fast and Furious in this movie? Other than obviously a car crash.
1: For, for, yeah, first off the jump, car crash, memory loss. I mean, if that's not Letty written all over it, I don't sure. know what is. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest fast connections I found. And I'm going to go on like a mild tangent and I'll get back to my point. A lot of times when we watch these reality TV shows, Love After Lockup or 90 Day Fiance or something like that, these people in real life, much like I've learned in movies, have a very, very improper use of a surprise party Mm. A surprise party is hyper stimulating when you like know everyone there. Yeah. And you exp- like it's your birthday. Even Best then. Best case
0: scenario it's just like a little shitty.
1: Yes, right? Like that yeah, exactly. You just be like, Oh man, like I wasn't ready for this. Right. Cause like, you know, you never like really don't plan for a surprise that's party. The point. So like that's the point. <laughs> if, if you show up and like it's all your friends, you're like, Oh, you guys got me Oh, so like in ninety day and like all these other shows, they'll often bring someone who doesn't know anyone in their family to meet their entire family. In one sitting. And I'm like, that is fucking terrifying, Rachel. And, like, these people will be, like, just in America or just got out of jail. And they're like, come over and meet, like, all my aunts and uncles and cousins and, like, sisters, brothers, everybody. And everybody wants to talk to them and everybody wants to see them. And it's like, that's just too much. That's too much for me to handle as a person who's not going through extraneous circumstances beyond my control. Yeah. Channing here brings her to a surprise party with, like, a hundred people in their house. With the goal of
0: returning her memories to her. Like, he wants to be like, hey, if we do all of this, maybe she'll remember everybody.
1: Yeah, and instead, it's like, who are all these strange people who know me, which makes it even weirder. I don't remember myself, but they know everything about me, and she she kind of freaks, right? She, like, tenses up, she freaks out, and this was very reminiscent of when Dom brings Letty back to Race Wars. Yeah. Yeah, and the ghost girl scene, because, like, Letty's, like, it's so hyper-stimulating, everybody knows her, but she's not there yet to remember them or be comfortable. It only, It's, like, a weird power dynamic, like, because we were talking about this with Kara, right, that, like, it's freaky when you think about Dom knowing everything about Letty and how weird that is. It's not tender. If you had a whole group of people that were, like, oh, we know everything about you, and you don't know everything about you, you're, like, they hold all this crazy power over me that, like, I don't I can't figure it out and it's too much. That was like one of my biggest fast connections there.
0: There's a similar scene, not similar to the surprise party, but similar into like, oh, this can't be a good idea. That Channing in this movie owns a recording studio, which I want to talk about more later, but I don't want to talk about yes. that yet. But his employee, okay. like, it seemed like his one employee there is Tatiana Mislani, whom I love. do you re- Did you recognize her? Do you know her or no? Orf- Orphan Black. Yes. Yes. Um, Orphan Black she was on Parks and Rec she's uh you know star like she's just wonderful she's like friends with the comedy bang bang world and like she's been on that show and she's like I just, I just love her she's the best cool so I did not know she was in this movie so like surprise Tatiana Mislani I was like this is wonderful they're sitting outside and Channing's like I really don't know how to do this like I don't know yeah I don't know how to get through to her and she's like well like tell like what turns her on and he's like oh you can't like let's talk about it. and like she's like no just tell me and then he says tickling, and she, like, gets really, like, weird about it. And she's just like, yeah. oh, like, I didn't know, we we're like, I don't think we we're going to talk about kinks. It's like, you just asked the question, and also, in the grand scheme of things, not that weird, right? Like, in terms of, yes. like, it's not like, oh, she really likes it when I shit on her chest. It's just like, it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, like, maybe don't tell her that, but, like, yeah, tickling may be weird, but, like, wildly harmless, right? But she reacts in a way that's just like, oh, okay, uh, didn't know we were going to go there. But then I'm like, there's, there's no way, there's no way on, on earth that this ends well. Like, there's no way that he's going to go tickle her. And then she's gonna be like, oh my God, like, I remember now. And so he tries it and she's like, what was that? And he's like, oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, yeah, yeah. How did you not know that was not a good idea? It's like the surprise party, but like smaller, but more intimate, which makes it worse. Like, it's just, it's, yeah, it's weird. Awful. It's awful.
1: The whole conversation thing weirded me out because I thought that they were just like, misappropriating the dialogue in the sense that she was like, what turns her on? And he's like, oh, you know, like, when I play this song for her, and like, why don't you do that? Like, play the, or like, when I bring her these flowers, right? Like, that's what I thought that they were going for. And he's like, tickling. She's like, ooh, kinky. And then it's like, then the conversation gets weird. And then he tries it and it's like, the whole thing was like, it kind of went off the rails there a little bit. I get that tickling could have been their thing, and I get that it's, like, playful and cute and whatever, but, like, the whole, just, like, how it was portrayed, I was like, what the fuck is happening?
0: I mean, I guess in a world where you're a PG-13 movie and you want to be, like, intimate but not gross, like, I guess it's, it's a fine line to thread, and I guess that's where you go, but at the same time, it's like... Um. Okay, that's where you. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It
1: could, it could have been something so much more harmless, and this whole thing we wouldn't have be having this conversation, right. right? Like red velvet cake. There you go. Yeah. Right. Like in that's the what vows. Are on. In the titular vow. If he would have brought her home a piece of red velvet cake, like that really gets her going. That could have been fine. I would have accepted it. It's not like I would have been like, oh, I can't see her getting. I I can't see this not being sensual or like attractive. All right. So other fast snacks. I interrupted you. What else you got? My favorite one is as I'm watching this movie at the beginning he like finally goes and like collects her and she doesn't remember who he is like he's in the hospital and I look at Rachel. I'm like, is he gonna have to race her memory back into her? And Rachel's like, 100. percent That's exactly how this movie ends. Uh, he like he fucked up. He did the tickling thing. He did a surprise party. Shit doesn't work. So he goes and he takes her. He's like, come on. Like we're going on a date. And he takes her on a ride. And he drives her memory back into her. I mean, it doesn't work. But he attempts to drive her memory back but into her. But they have sex.
0: So like it's something that k- it kind of works in a way. Like, she at least feels comfortable around him. Yeah. Like, you're talking his, about when they, when they go to the lake, right? The
1: whole, like, yeah. he drives her to, like, the first place they met, yeah. and, like, the, you know, a place that they like, like, a you know, where they had their first date, and these things. He's, he's doing the act of driving her memory back into her without the racing, and I thought that that was cool. It didn't work, but... It was very reminiscent. Yeah, for sure. Of Dom racing Letty's memory back into her. So I
0: was watching. I was like, I was like taking some notes. I'm like, I don't really need to be taking notes on this, but I took notes anyway. But I, I wasn't seeing
1: the forest through the trees kind of in that way. But yeah, I don't know. But
0: any other fast? Yeah, those are
1: good. Those are good. I think that that's it. I have other notes on other things that I want to talk about. But those were like my main fast as I was watching it.
0: So I will say, not in terms of the um, fast connections but in terms of the story that this is based on. So this is based on a couple named, Go ahead. where is it? Kim and Cricket Carpenter. Cricket. Wow. K-R-I-C-K-I-T-T. So oh, ima- it's not even a fucking no. nickname. Imagine imagine the word cricket and spelled wildly wrong. Like a Kardashian.
1: Cricket spelled like a Kardashian. Yeah.
0: The Carpenters liked this movie, but were disappointed by its omission of their faith in Christianity because they said that that's how they got through all of this, that it was really okay. their, you know, their belief in God and their love of Jesus or whatever that helped them get through this tough time. Um, they did not okay. like that Rachel McAdams says fuck in this movie because that was something that Kim apparently never did. But, you know, oh. it's a movie. They get one, right? The movie ends. And they said that they're happily married with two children. Her memories never came back. Update to that. I know. I was going to tell you this. Kim cheated on Cricket. Told him about it, and they got divorced. <laughs> like recent, like within the past two or three years, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, divorced Damn. after twenty-five years of marriage because she had an affair and confessed to it. I wonder if it was with Jeremy. What a what a twist that would be. I know. I want to see the sequel to this movie now. I mean, I think that, I think the sequel to this is just the sex cult. It's just the other vow. <laughs> no, no, no. He no, becomes just... cult leader, and uh, she gets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know pubic branding or whatever right the yeah i was gonna say branding. what was
1: it like weird tattoos or something no i think it's, it's branding i don't branding. think it's tattoos i think it's like just straight up yeah like, oh boy that's right Oof. yeah yeah, that was the affair. <laughs> oh, God, that took a turn. So
0: we'll say that Nicholas Sparks, you said that it's, I'm just going through the trivia because there's not a ton of trivia, but the, um, yeah. Richard McAdams, obviously, The Notebook, Ch- Channing Tatum was in a Nicholas Sparks movie, a movie called Dear John, which we did not talk to. I think that was going to be the next one we were going to do. Mm. So okay. he has okay, been in sense. one, but it was not this movie. And the only the trivia was that the scene, so on Magic Mike's, we, we used to keep track of four things, stripping, shirtless, he- dancing, and fighting. Yes. He never dances, I don't think. He sings, though he sings that wasn't that was a gosling thing that was more of a it's an adjacent thing for sure
1: it's instruments and Instr- what's what's in your hands yeah that's also
0: gauze. that wasn't this i know i'm but saying yeah.
1: but like and it was always instruments Yeah. so like to see channing with so many instruments in this one i was like oh okay yeah
0: he never really gets into a fist fight he does fight for his wife's affection and fights with her family or whatever he punches that guy oh he does punch the guy that's true yeah yeah yeah
1: wow okay He punches jeremy right in the face in the wedding
0: he does strip to get into the lake that they go into once a month every month
1: and he comes in naked into the Room. Well,
0: that i'm getting i'm getting to that that there's a there's a, there's okay. a reason i'm building up to that uh, but i was okay. also thinking about when they go to the lake and like she runs in and gets too cold and runs out and the way that he like grabs her whole body and like spins her around yeah. like that's the kind of thing i can just see people like swooning over you know what i mean just be like oh my god i want to i want a man who's that strong to be able to pick me up right so even in yeah. that moment i was just like oh i, I can kind of i get it now right like i see yeah. I, I see the affection i see the uh, why people would like this yes uh, but yeah. yes shirtless sure, in bed after sex shirtless taking the trash out at the end and shirtless yep. walking naked around the apartment and apparently Channing Tatum wore a uh prosthetic like a fake big dick uh to get her to actually gasp there um cuz like <laughs> in the movie she has not seen him naked before or whatever maybe they have at one point i don't know but like she's not she's not remembering yet and so yes. he just is you know his normal morning routine wake up naked go to the bathroom, pee, whatever, she's in there getting dressed and she, like, gasps and just, like, oh, like, you know, knock, please knock, please knock, which is fair, which is a good point. Yeah. Please, like, not like you haven't seen it before, which is also true. Apparently, he wore, like, a very, very big oversized uh, fake dick to, like, get her to actually have a realistic reaction, which worked, because that scene felt felt authentic.
1: It did, it did, because she like, she like gasped and then like, kind of giggled, yeah. and like, it just, it played very well. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that, that that's a very fun trivia. That's all
0: the trivia. The people, so there's like four writers on this, I'm assuming, I didn't check out be. I looked on Letterbox, but I think it's probably two for the story and two for the screenplay. Like, two different sets of people, I think. The two people for this screenplay wrote uh, that movie from a, a couple years ago with Dakota Johnson, who you would know from Fifty Shades of Grey, the movie How to Be Single. And they also wrote the adaptation of the book He's Just Not That Into You. So, like, they are firmly in the, Uh. like, rom com rom drum, world, or whatever.
1: Makes sense. But, like, Makes other than that, I sense. don't
0: think that they've done a lot of movie work. They might have done TV work, but, you know, the movie work
1: is not, it's kind of few and far between for these people. Makes sense. I get it. Did you recognize her parents? Oh, yeah. The dad is super famous. The mom's face is very familiar. The dad, I recognize, like, oh, he. Is in a million things, but what am I recognizing him from?
0: He's the guy in Jurassic Park. You probably best know him as Jurassic yes. Park guy, hundred percent.
1: Yep, that's what it is. And yep. the
0: mom okay. is played by Jessica Lang, who you would probably best known for American Horror Story. Oh, early American yep, Horror the, Story. Like she, she like left the that witch, show. The Coven. Uh, she Coven. Was I think she's also think. maybe in the first. She was in the first like three seasons. I think like she was one of like the the, the standout right. like lead people in that movie or that You're show. You're
1: hundred percent right. But I remember her being like the queen witch or like an old witch. Yep in coven for sure
0: and she also would follow ryan murphy to feud because she and that betty davis joan crawford i think she played joan it Was her and gina davis that might not be right susan sarandon was betty davis just had davis in the mind jessica lang played joe crawford susan sarandon played betty davis so yeah they're both pretty famous pretty pretty known people um, and then when tatiana mazzolani showed up i was just like oh man like this is wonderful
1: yeah it's a great cast yeah. surprisingly i had very low expectations for it and it just it was wholesome and nice in a lot of ways that I really enjoyed made me like want to give Rachel a big hug what
0: I wonder about this is you know I don't have a Huge grasp of Chicago, but I wonder how true to Chicago this is, because it feels like it's trying to be very authentically Chicago.
1: Yes, I agree, but I don't have any experience. I don't have enough experience with Chicago, and definitely not enough like living there.
0: Even when movies are New York, like I grew up, you know, so close in New York, I don't have like a
1: huge grasp
0: of New York either. But this feels like you know, she wears the Cubs sweatshirt, which I was like, you know, Rachel McAdams looking adorable in a Cubs sweatshirt is basically exactly what the Cubs fans need after they just oh, got yeah. uh, knocked out of the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> they go around town a lot. They're talking about neighborhoods they're talking about food they're talking about they mentioned kanye because like Chinese like oh i was going for kanye thing yes they're trying to
1: be chicago i just don't know if they're successful or not yeah but that's just because we don't have a, yeah. re- a frame of reference for it but it, f- it felt like they were trying it was it seemed like it could be authentic the only part that i thought that would definitely not be authentic is like they went to go to the bean and there was like three people there yeah and i was like
0: cool or like how in the beginning the apartment that they're in it's like him and four like three roommates or whatever that she moves in with them it's this massive warehouse space that's probably like ten thousand dollars a month that they live in it's just like well that feels yeah feels a little, it feels a little bit big for you guys but you know especially considering like he has like a not so successful r- recording studio, studio? Let's, yeah, let's talk yeah. let's talk about the recording studio because i feel like a lot of this movie kind of hinges on believing that recording recording studios have no purpose yeah yeah which,
1: feel, which feels like a weird kind of thing. It's so strange. Like, how can anyone live in this world and be like, oh, yeah, there's no... I, I mean, like, are we so musically inclined that we see the benefit of having, like, a proper... Like, obviously, you and I aren't using a studio right now, right? Like,
0: the way that we do it normally is the way that all, like, professional podcasters are doing it, like, in the time of COVID. It's like, yeah, it, it's passable, but, like, there's a, you can, t- you can tell there's a difference.
1: Like, ultimately, right, you'd want, like, the Joe Rogan dungeon in your basement yeah. With, like, the microphones, and, like, we sit across at a table from each yeah. other, and, like, people come live to your lair. There's definitely a benefit to that, and, like, having professional equipment, and having somebody guide you, and somebody with a musical ear to help fix your loops, and all of these, you know... Like the kid playing the bass line, like play it again, and can you do that? And these, like, that's very, very helpful because you can't like record it and perform it at the same time. Her family is just like. That seems like it's dumb. Why don't you just do it on your laptop? And you're like, he's like, dude, like you can't fucking Zeppelin's not recording on a laptop, man. Like, that's not how that works. Right. But
0: they go to her parents' house for dinner and like, because it feels like when they're at the hospital, it feels like they don't know who he is. But they have to know who he is. And they do because like he knows about the affair. But like when he first walks in, it feels like Jessica Lange and Sam don't know who he is.
1: I kind of feel like this is one of those things where like even if your kids like really cut you off, if you're still in the same city, like I'm sure she runs into like one of her old friends every once in a while and says like, oh, hey, and like, oh, did you get married? Yeah, I met this really nice guy. Like it'll get back to them, right? Like if I was in Pittsburgh right now, anything that I did, my parents would eventually find out about it if it was like something, even if I wasn't like with them or telling them, they would just like, you know, you know of a friend of a friend or you were in a store somewhere somebody saw you because he introduces himself to them at the hospital right she's never introduced them but they both know of each other which is kind of wild I mean like I get that
0: like you know not everything it just feels it feels like they that you would know even if like you don't get along or whatever but like I don't even want to call it a twist but in this movie in this world Rachel McAdams dad had an affair with one of her friends right and like that whore the family apart. Yes, yeah. And so I guess that's why she never spoke to her dad. But I feel like you would know, you would know, I think you would have met, but maybe not. I don't know, because it feels like she so, nah. so quickly goes back, but I guess that's the whole, like, that's the gut the memory, part, right? Because it's like, yeah. the mom is like, I th- I never thought I would have you back after what happened, and so we've been lying to you or whatever.
1: But it just feels like, it it it, just, it feels strange. I get it. That, that definitely makes sense. There's definitely people, like, how many... Even with us, dude, how many people that are, like, a guest of a guest that you mentioned to me that if I, like, met them, I'd be like, hi, I'm Joe, but, like, I know, like, about them because you talk about them, right? Like, that's not, doesn't seem as far-fetched to me.
0: I just feel like husband is, like, a different thing, but I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, husband's a...
1: D- uh, dude, I don't know. I've like, never mind. I'm not gonna get into a weird story. No, I, I mean, I,
0: I know that all family shit, like you can't judge family shit. Like that's like kind of what this yes. whole movie hinges on. But like yes. at the hospital when he introduces himself, and it feels like they've been married for like
1: years, right? Like, I just thought that it would have. It seemed kind of honeymoony to me, like probably like one or two. Okay, I think the way that they like effort, like her parents effortlessly show up at the hospital, I was like, oh. The dad even says it took us. It took us a week to find out. I think. When he gets I think that maybe
0: that's my bigger issue is that like I had a hard time kind of. Following Following the, the span of time in this movie? Because
1: it jumps a lot.
0: Because, like, at the end, yeah. like, the final, like, 15 minutes, like, jumps, like, seemingly, like,
1: months and then months again. Yeah. Because she's yeah. like, oh, I've been living here, for, here six for six months. months. It's like, wait, what? How, you have? That was, okay, so on the reciprocal, this is what gets me. She redoes her whole life in the sense that she rediscovers who she is, yep. who is the right person, who Channing was telling her she was the whole time. Yep. She repeats all the steps that she took with breaking up with her boyfriend and separating and from her family. Telling, yep. And s- separating from her family, moving back to Chicago, getting reinvested in art. Yep. And the first thing she does is not call Channing and be like, bro, you were right. Like, there's something here that you knew that, like, even if this is creepy and weird, that, like, you wouldn't have called him and been like, hey, you know what? Like, you're right, man. Like, this is exactly, like, we can at least start dating again. Maybe she doesn't have to move back in with him, but she would have been like, hey, like, can we hang out somewhere? Time and get some coffee and like let me get to know you because you you obviously are on to something here that i'm also on and like i don't so think that weird. has to
0: happen like i i 100% agree with you and like that's kind of why i'm just like this is weird 90% of this movie can play exactly as it plays i just think that at the end instead of just like finding her on the street it should be like hey like let me give you a call or like you know or whatever right like it just it can't be like oh i I don't know i don't know maybe it's maybe it's another agency ownership thing that you know it, i don't know it just it does feel strange maybe that's just how it actually happened i don't know because he does seem I to be know. like
1: giving her space and like going on dates maybe Yeah, that seemed like it was possibly a date, but he was also bringing her back to his house, which is her house, too. Like, that was kind of strange. Rachel said that, getting back to the ending, that she said she she doesn't like this movie in the sense that the ending leaves her unfulfilled. And I was like, what would have made it better for you? And she can't really describe it. And I was like, would it have been better if they were, like, back together at the end or what? And she's like, it just feels like it doesn't tie everything up. She wants, like, a a tied-up movie ending. And it feels too loosey-goosey at the end there.
0: So it seems like her criticism of this is kind of your criticism of girl fight, where you're like, I want, like, them to break up, or I want them to, like, whatever. Like, you want, like, one more scene. Yes, that's
1: exactly, that's what it felt like, and I was, like, trying to talk her through that. Is that what you want to, do you want to see them, like, be, like, okay, like, on the date, you know, because you're led to believe that, like, this is what's going to happen, and they obviously give you the, like, the picture of them at the end. I, I need one more step. So I was saying, like, how about she comes to the end and she goes, like, I don't remember this but it feels like home like does like a letty right I don't know what this is but it feels feels familiar and he'd be like okay cool like maybe she doesn't get her memories back but like she she has refound her comfort she understands that this is her family this is like her life whatever but you don't even get that she's just like hey you want to hang out again what
0: replaces that scene is just the title card at the end like the this is based on this family and they're happily that's that's what it is like you know it's going to be happily ever after yeah. right so
1: yeah yeah I get it
0: I don't think in either situation I need that one extra scene in Girl Fight, or this—I don't think I need that extra scene. I think I'm okay with where it ends.
1: I was more—I was more okay with this than Girl Fight. If it had it, I wouldn't be upset, but I—I I wasn't as disappointed in the ending as Rachel said that she was. Gotcha. Okay. I was very excited in this movie. Shannon Tatum talks about Radiohead kind of at length
0: for like a minute. I was like, oh, that's something that I never thought. Like, yeah. For a movie that is like so wildly not for me to have three actors that I love. In Channing yeah. and Rachel McAdams and Tatiana Maslany. And then talk about Radiohead for, like, a minute. I was like, this is
1: weird. Like, okay. I was thinking about you, too. This, like, bizarre Radiohead monologue in the, like, practice dinner for the wedding was, like, so, so strange. I mean, it fit, right? Because he's, like, a music guy and he's, like, trying to... he's He's, like, being helpful and calming. This leads us to this other thing where, like... It doesn't seem like her family... We didn't have the dynamic of, like, he's a peasant, you don't don't belong with him type situation going on there too much, which I thought they were going to play up. Like, I thought the dad was going to be like, you know, like, he's beneath us, like, you were meant to marry Jeremy. But the sister's kind of, like, okay with it and, like... He seems like a really nice guy, Well, I think that's the thing. Like, everybody likes him.
0: Like, the reason that they're not together, that she's not with the family anymore, is because the dad cheated on the mom with one of her friends. Like, I feel like that's just kind of, like, the cross. Like, it feels like everything else was going pretty well. It's just that there was the thing, the line that was crossed that should never be crossed
1: or whatever, right? They hadn't met him. But when they do, like, the brother-in-law's like, he's a pretty good guy. And, like, the sister's like, I kind of like him. The dad's like, well, look, like... I want to buy my daughter back. Like, can we do that? Which is kind of shitty. Yeah. But, like, even the moms, like, they're not, like, really against him other than they want their daughter back.
0: Which isn't his fault at all. Yeah. It's, it's not it's like, like, like if you if guys did If she was this. not with him, if she and Shannon got divorced, she doesn't go back to them because she's still in the same
1: mindset. If she remembers. Right. Yes. If she would have remembered, like, yeah, if they split up, it's not like she's like, oh, now I go back to my family. Like, he's holding her from them, so like, what? The, yeah, they have this weird tug of war going on. That's not his fault that he's caught in between. And, like,
0: I don't even know if he's involved in the game. Like, he's just like a bystander. Just like, I don't like, I, they, why? Why am I even here? Like, this isn't. This isn't me.
1: Yeah, this has nothing to do with me. I think in this movie, we haven't like explicitly said it yet, but I really love Channing's acting in this movie. The ease of his deliveries on some of these lines, how he looks so out of place in these social social situations that she keeps putting him in. Like, he's such, like, an outsider, right? Like, he, like, shows up to these things. Yeah, I
0: agree. And I, f- I feel like in the world, like, the reason that it's the case is, I feel, I, is he's probably been dealing with this the entirety of their relationship, right? It's just, like, they run in different circles, which is not a bad thing. But, like, I don't
1: think so. I think that he didn't realize her previous circle because by the time that she like had left them he met her when she was in art school so she was already like a phoenix that had risen from the ashes right like she she was already a new person okay so for him to go back he's like this isn't you like this isn't us this isn't i get that maybe you did this at one point but like dude like this is not our scene at all like how were you like this i don't think they ran it i think they ran in the exact same circles actually And we're, like, totally fine. And that's why he's so, like, confused and out of place and weirded out by her doing this, straightening her hair and doing all this other weird shit.
0: It does kind of feel like in in that regard that he is, um, he's like, hey, just, you know, whatever it takes, right? Like, I'm just just here for the ride. Like, I hope that you get your memory back soon. But, like, if this is what needs to happen, this is what needs to happen. So.
1: Yeah. Which is super commendable. Yeah. Which is one of the other things that I liked about this. He was like, dude, I love her so much. If she wants to be a sorority girl and get into circles and be a woo girl in the middle of this fancy bar. And
0: slowly maybe fall in love with, like, who was the love of her life before she met Channing, right? Like, yeah, the way he's just like, yep, Jeremy. I I know Jeremy. Like, yeah, we're,
1: yeah. This uh, the line where he's like, it was really weird cock blocking her all night, cock blocking my wife all night in front of like in front of me or something and i was like oh that's really funny can you imagine that like it's just like a really funny thought and and like his line seems so pure in this movie too like th- as much as we talk about like them writing shitty dialogue for michelle rodriguez the dialogue that they wrote for channing in this movie is like dead on yeah like it just seems like so colloquial and like just just straight truth and honesty like I wouldn't be surprised if he improv like a lot of these lines like he was just like totally just off the cuff like yeah this is what happened and they're like that's that's exactly what you would have said there yep that's it <laughs>
0: one thing I really liked about this movie and I think it's the the kind of the same kind of ease and comfort here is that they they have his seemingly his best friend is Tatiana Maslany and you know it's the it's the male female dynamic, but like never once do you think that they're like it's she's not like I don't want to call her like a threat to Rachel McAdams, but like they're never like there's no sexual anything between them. And I think it's refreshing in a movie like this that like yes. he's just a dude and she's just a lady and like they just they're friends, right? And it's not like I, oh thank God that your wife doesn't remember you now because now's my opportunity. Like that never even comes close to coming up. Like they're just like they're coworkers, boss and employee, whatever.
1: Yes, a hundred percent with you. And I was so nervous that when Rachel McAdams. Kind of dumps him, Channing, and them split up. That he was gonna like go to her, like don't do this to me in this movie. But nope, she's just a comforting friend. They're just totally platonic, and it was very refreshing. I agree with you because I was really, really scared that that's what was gonna happen here.
0: Because it just feels so easy, like what what this kind yes, of movie goes Yes, it feels so to, right? easy.
1: Exactly, like oh, like the gr- like proximity crush. Like when we talk about corporate, mm-hmm. you know, like it's the person that's closest. He sees her every day at work. Like oh, obviously they have some kind of connection. Like yeah, no shit, you're working together that's what happens because like
0: it also is like the lost thing like you know you're hot she's hot why not like it's it's like that kind of applies here like they have a good rapport. Yeah, like she's able to make fun of him like it seems like across the board they should be together or whatever but he loves rachel mcadams he does he, really, he it, truly man. really does maybe that's why yeah. girls stan him so hard just like oh he's the one i want like again going back to the beginning like why do people love gosling in the notebook i, I guess the same kind of thing but it's like here it's like oh no like he will wait for you
1: forever yeah but the the, the gosling and The Notebook is so fairy y Like, this feels way more authentic to me, which is why I like this so much better than The Notebook. Gosling in The Notebook feels like you wrote a man's dedication to you. This feels like it actually happened, because maybe it's based on a true story, and it is what actually happened, but it feels way more realistic than, I'll wait for you forever and build your perfect house with your thing, and you come back, and it's there, and like ugh.
0: I had never seen the notebook until we covered it for boyfriend material and you'd seen it in a bunch yes. kind of against your will but for different reasons whatever yes. but I really wonder what I would have thought of the notebook if I hadn't and again this is like such a weird I don't think that this is something that could actually happen but like it has been built up to be like the epitome of a love story right like it's like this is yes. this is yeah. our ultimate love story if that wasn't the case if it was just like a movie with Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling like maybe I would have really liked it I don't know but I felt like like I didn't not like it but I was just like oh, wait, this is it? Like, this just feels... It's
1: overhyped. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you had high expectations because of the hype that surrounds it, which is part of the reason why I like this so much, because I had no expectations going in, and I couldn't be disappointed. That's the
0: point I'm trying to figure out myself. It's like, if I knew nothing about The Notebook before having seen The Notebook, I probably would have been like, oh, yeah, like, this is, you know, it's a, it's, a pleasant, it's a nice movie. I like these actors. Like, it's good, right? Like, it's a love story. It's not for me, but I enjoyed it. And I think that's ultimately maybe how I walked away, but I think because it had been... So built up as, like, oh, no, this, like, you're going to love, like, this is, you know, this is the movie or whatever. It's like, no, not really. Every
1: woman's favorite movie. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any other thoughts,
0: any other notes you have about the vow?
1: I think that was it. I covered I mixed them all into other parts. So yes, I'm happy.
0: I'm just seeing if there's anything else. They play the song a song by Robin in this, they play they end with the cure. It's a good soundtrack, I think, in this movie.
1: I got one more. When he like first starts driving her, like either home or somewhere from the hospital, and she asks who the president is and he goes Obama and she goes the senator I was just like man this question would play way differently in today's world
0: <laughs> so I was like I was like is this moderate like or is it Bush like I was like what when, when I'm like oh Obama okay cool and like it also factors into the Chicago thing right like yes unless you're like a real political junkie like I don't think people really knew about Obama before like 06 right like before he's like oh no I'm gonna do this like he's just you know the senator from yes. Illinois but
1: even if it was but before, she's in Illinois, yeah. So she she would know. She would know his name exactly. Yeah, but I'm just like imagine if it was like who's the president? Like the guy the guy from from The Apprentice? Like like you know like you'd be like the guy from Home what? Alone two? <laughs> Lost in New York? Did yeah. you see all those articles yes. yesterday that were mm-hmm. like okay? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's all I needed. But yes, yep. I would just think about how much different this question would play today. It gets the same effect, but the disparity would be way greater, right? Like, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, how long was I asleep?
0: A year and a half? That's it? Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, Six months? Like, imagine somebody, like, in a coma that, like, went into coma, like, March 1st, and then woke up now and be like, wait, what? hold on wait what's it what's happening yeah like what the just checking it's happening? been seven we're still in 2020 okay just, just yeah, checking exactly the year that never ended man i think for a movie with china Tatum, i think there's no better way to do this than to do our most of as, as much as we can of the magic mics end game stuff so Ooh. let's begin by kay. watching the trailer which is par for the course here sony pictures entertainment the vow official trailer in theaters
1: valentine's day 2012 the people on like the on the thumbnail or not, the people that I remember from this movie. I should be good to go whenever you're ready. Three, two, one, play. Okay, PG-13. That makes sense. Because it didn't look like them, but I think, I think
0: this, this can't not be the movie.
1: Meatloaf. Yeah, this is yeah, sure no, the Yeah, no, it's movie. it. We start out with Meatloaf in the car. Like I'm married meatloaf. to a cheese ball. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do love how much Channing's really into this. He seems like he really likes Rachel McAdams too in the movie. I mean, who wouldn't? But yeah. he seems like he's like really excited about that. Well, so at
0: this point in his life, he is married to Jenna, right? So like, because they met
1: years earlier on Step Up. Yeah. Yeah. True. He could no longer remember any of Oh, it's so much. You're in the hospital. So much love. pain? My head hurts, doctor. Doctor, no, she doesn't know who he is. If five years of your she life. It was, so happy. she lost five Her years. Is going to with time. <laughs> see, <laughs> awkward surprise party. Very overwhelming. A lot to take in. We'll the pictures on there. the table. We missed uh-huh. that. What? Please knock. This habit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this does Very make it look
0: like. And I mean, I guess to a certain movie. extent, it well, is no like every I other movie like this. Like it's not gym. anything special other yeah, than like it's.
1: Oh, no, no. A little bit less know, like,
0: predictable in ways. A yes. little bit. Yeah.
1: With good actors, right? Like, But yes. it is kind of every other okay. movie like this, but... Like two that are just that's why I felt like Nicholas time. Sparks, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I just have
0: to be back by 10 in the morning.
1: When she, like, changes oh her hair, God. the signaling of yep. her changing her hair first and her date, being... A different night? girl is very significant. A as well. yeah. that's a different take, I think, or maybe that was in the
0: movie. I don't I remember. That no, was in the movie. There was the scene where him grabbing her,
1: spinning her yeah. around, this is the exact spot where we driving her memory back into her. From from the Notebook, from Dear John. This soundtrack, this song is bad. <laughs> Wait, do we cover Dear John? You like this, right? The little bit, maybe. I don't
0: the punch. To what yes. We have. So we have shirtless and fighting in the trailer. Like, that's how people the know how to market a uh, Gen Zeta movie. For sure. Do it again. Yeah.
1: Uh-oh. Oh, my God. This isn't Taylor Swift, is it? Or is it? Uh, kind of sounds
0: no like it.
1: they really a made a trailer up. that's perfect for the demographic they're trying to hit.
0: Wow. No, it's not Taylor Swift. I don't think let me see if i can find it hold on let's see if it's listed on the youtube page because that it sounded like a taylor swift knockoff but like also like
1: early taylor swift like to me because i'm not super familiar with it right yeah it
0: sounds like a taylor swift
1: knockoff top comment on the trailer is if i woke up from a coma and shanning tatum was claiming that he was my husband i wouldn't deny it
0: (laughs) that's the top comment that's the top review on letterbox too. i guess that's just the overall number
1: one sentiment it's just like yeah
0: okay if i hate
1: man if i woke up from a coma and rachel mcadams was like honey it's me, your wife. I'd be like, "Yeah, yes, I remember everything. Just tell me about it. Yeah. Like, totally fine. I get it. Yes. Cool. I'm going home with her. That's perfect.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I do want to say that Julia Roberts at one point was attached to play Kim Carpenter, whatever her name is in this movie. But they Who, the then mom? decided that they wanted to go younger. No, no, no. To play the Rachel McAdams part. They wanted to make that couple younger.
1: No. Too old. I mean, no offense. I like Julia Roberts a lot, but like, just too old. Yeah, yeah. I need to be Rachel McAdams. Or someone of her age. I don't know when this would have started. It would have been the same Julia Roberts from, like, Ocean's Eleven. She, I mean, she's, what, like, probably ten years older, maybe, then. Yeah, which is fine. She's. I'm not saying that she is old. I'm just saying just for this role of, like, girl that is in art school and broke away from her family and has a young new husband. Just a little too old. She's she's like 40. She could have played, like, you know, an older sister or something, but not Rachel McAdams' character in this. That seems like a wet dream from the actual woman that the story's based off of. Like, who do you want to play you in this movie? And she's like, Julia Roberts. Yeah, maybe. like, yeah. And you're like, okay, cool. Whatever, sure.
0: The next game, the Google game, if you remember this, and we're going to Google Channing Ooh. Tatum, The Vow, and I want you to guess the autocompletes. Oh. There are two different ones, one of which I thought of, when but. I saw this thing in the movie. And then but. one of which makes sense. Did you say but? No, not butt. Channing Tatum sweater? Sweater is number two. And that's the one I was just like, damn, he looks good in that sweater. I'm like, he has so many cardigans in this movie. I, I could agree. never, like that that white sweater in particular, when he's coming back from the date or whatever, I was like, God, that's a, a good looking man in a good looking sweater. It is, it's so it's so wholesome. And then there's one other one that has a couple different things, a couple different actual, there's three different autocompletes around one thing. And it's something we've actually talked about
1: um in Kiss, this episode. shirtless uh no uh singing
0: N- close music close still there's a specific
1: word i'm looking for dance nope you're farther away now radio car meatloaf nope 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 Ch- it's studio music we said music
0: right you said music it's not you're still in that ballpark but there's something specific i'm looking for that has three Ugh. different variations in the google autocomplete
1: i know i'm trying to figure it out though Vowel. Nope. I don't know. What is it? Guitar. Guitar. There's guitar and guitar song and guitar tab. So just how do I play the song? How many like 16-year-old boys do you think had to like learn this song?
0: Yeah, well, how, how to learn. I was going to say, I, I thought you were going to go with like wanted to learn to impress somebody, but I was also thinking about like you were saying when young girls would like would search for how do I how do I make my boyfriend look like Ryan Gosling, like yes. Ryan Gosling diet, Ryan Gosling workout, whatever,
1: right? <laughs> Ryan Gosling hair, Ryan Gosling jacket, Ryan Gosling, yeah. This, uh, you know what, Uh, and you're right, I did it in reverse because, like, Rachel and I have been together for so long, as opposed to me being like, I have to learn this to impress her, it will be like, I have to learn this because she likes this movie. You know what I mean? Like, the opposite way. Like, not to get her, but to keep her type situation.
0: The next game is the Letterbox game, which is the same as we've been doing. So for reference sake, Mad Max Fury Road has been seen by 645,000 people. 645 The Vow, 2012, directed by Michael Susie, starring Rachel McAdams, Channing Tatum, Sam Neill, and Scott Speedman, and Jessica Lange and Tatiana Maslany, if you want to go 60, has been seen by how many people? Average rating of 3.0, actually 2.99. And my rating of 3.0 did not help move that needle at all.
1: They kind of like romantic movies on Letterboxd. There's a huge sect of, like, teens... There, I think. I'm going to go 48,000.
0: You're very, very close. It's 50,000.
1: I was going to go 51 with my first guess. I know that you get mad at me for saying 49, that. 49, but... 849. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Yep.
0: Cool. Okay, so now out of those 50,000 people, how many have it in their top four? <sighs> And you know, before we start recording, you know that there are at least one. I mean, of course there's going to be at least one, but... Uh, I'm
1: going to go 38.
0: You're not wildly far off, but it's too low. you got to go higher. Uh, 45? Still got to go higher. S-
1: Fifty-three. Fifty-seven people. Fifty-seven people have this in their top four. Dude, as we keep playing this game, I keep getting into the rhythm, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we, had, we had left it behind for so long, but like the repetitiveness, I think I'm getting closer with every time we play. I like it.
0: But like I was saying to you, out of those fifty-seven people, not a single person has reviewed this movie, which feels weird, but weird. nobody has done it, so I just found two people... I'm gonna see no we're gonna we're gonna go with this one. Anna Mott at Anna Mott on Letterboxd. The Vow is her third favorite movie of all time. There's one that is obviously in there that's I would imagine in most of these fifty-seven people. Mostly I would imagine fifty-seven women. What other movie do you think people who love this movie also love?
1: Obviously the notebook. Correct.
0: Her number one and number four movie, so the notebook's number two, the vow is number three. Number one and number four, a movie and its sequel, both from the last couple of years. Both of which Brian has covered on his podcast.
1: Okay, so high school movies. Mm-hmm.
0: And it is still in that same vein, still a love story, still a rom-com rom-dram. I've given you a lot of clues. I don't. I don't think you've seen these movies. I've seen both of them. The first one I like a lot more than the second one. Is it Babysitter? No. The, that's that's a horror movie. This is not. Uh...
1: Okay. I just knew you covered like the first one and the second one and it with True. Brian. I will like say the first one better.
0: I will say just like the Babysitter, these are both Netflix original movies as well. Oh damn!
1: Now it's gonna be hard.
0: And a deeper cut is that Brian has a catchphrase on this podcast every time the bell rings on his show um, he says the bell doesn't dismiss you I dismiss you he says whoa 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 uh, that's from this movie I mean that doesn't help you at all but I'm just uh it's hmm. it's baked into the DNA of his show is what I'm saying
1: I have no idea I Netflix
0: Original Movies. Asian Lead, which was very progressive at the time, and still is, and, you know... Oh, it's...
1: yeah, this is, um... Oh, fuck. I, I keep thinking 10 Things I Hate About You, but I feel like it's a title that sounds kind of like it's that It's very long, head. and it starts with the letter T. You are right. The Boyfriends I Forgot, or... Not, to All no, the Boys them. I Loved Before. Yes! Yes! Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. I didn't know that they were movies. I thought that that was a series. Nope,
0: they're movies, and the sequel's called To All the Boys. P.S. I Still Love You.
1: Yeah, see, I thought that it was a show that there was, like, more than one episode. But yeah, okay, cool. So To All the Boys, The Notebook, The Vow, and To All the Boys Too." So thank you, Animat. Yeah, thank you, Animat. I can't... I want to know, like, the overlap, like Brian does, with, like, you know, what actors and what movie. I want to know how many people have oh yeah. The Vow and The Notebook together. Well, right, I opened
0: it... up a couple, and, like... Uh, I opened up, I think, four? And I don't remember the third... The one had just only three... One of them was including the movie Your Name, which is that anime movie I talked about a while ago. The, like, the one anime that was like so big that it crossed over that even I had heard about it. But the other two were these two that both had the notebook in it. So I was like, yeah, okay, this probably
1: is on most of them. Yeah, I have to imagine it's like 85%.
0: Probably the Rachel McAdams thing. It's probably the handsome, dreamy guy thing. It's the James Sparks or James Sparks feel. Like, it's all of it, right? They're also... Nicholas Sparks. Nicholas Sparks. But yes. Who's James Sparks? I don't know. You made him up. Anyway. Very Joe 2 move there, bud. One more game to play. Fire-Ass Titles. Oh. So if people don't know this game, this is just where we rename the game. Oh, God. Rename the movie. Hello.
1: Rename the movie. This is a Montez original, by the way.
0: She came up this... with a name. I think we were playing the game. No, she... Yes. Mm, she came up with the, with the phrase Fire-Ass Titles, I think. Or yes. I don't remember, but yeah. She she definitely coined this.
1: She did. She did. She's involved. So um, Fire-Ass okay. Titles. So This is not like actual pitching of what the new title should be we try to high school musical up the title i mean obviously this one's called the vow which is oh, like is that dead was, on so
0: that was originally yes you're right that was originally the idea was to like as simply as we possibly can like high school musical is exactly what it is it is a lifetime
1: musical. movies yes the wives he forgot is the wives he forgot like this is what we try to do
0: so like the vow is Pretty similar, but just, the game kind of, like, what I was saying is, like, the game kind of evolved into a different thing altogether, but, like, her memory. Ooh, the life to remember, like, a walk to remember. Mm. Ooh. Chicago. Okay. <laughs> different movie, I think, but I'll, I'll let you have this one. <laughs> okay. I was thinking, you know, like, instead of the notebook, what actually jogs her memory is
1: the menu. The menu. Oh, cool. Carving out a piece of my heart. Playing on the sculpting. Okay. Sculpted in your love. <laughs> Sculpted by Love. Sculpted by Love. How about Crash? A couple movies in Crash. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I like to go... That's the other thing. I like to go with movies that have other titles that can reapply. Prosthesis. Okay. That's a little... That's a, that's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: a deep cut. Daddy Issues. For sure. For sure. I will go with a lost name. All the best cowboys have daddy issues. And we can also say all the best cowgirls have daddy issues, too.
1: True, true. The
0: Husband She Forgot. The Husband She Forgot. Yeah that's you're right that's it cool yeah next week totally different from this week totally totally different next week we have a double dose of fast and furious spy racers okay on tuesday we are going to be joined by Nico and kevo to watch the first season and then on friday we are going to cover the just released today wait no not today yeah today as this episode comes out now on netflix is spy racers so go oh, check cool. that out. Spy Racers Season 2 on Netflix now. So we will cover that next week. One week from today, we'll be talking about that. Next week, we got Spy Racers 1, then Spy Racers 2, and then Sneak, pre- sneak Peek, Sneak Preview. The episode after that is also going to be Spy Racers 2 with Nico and Kebo again. So three episodes in a row, lots of Spy Racers. So get oh. your Netflix subscription in order and watch along with us if you've not seen it yet.
1: Justin, looking at you and Hank. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Hank's too busy having a band, man. Yeah, he's killing it out there. Do you see all these pictures of him on the drums? Mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's pretty cute. It is. Yeah, man. That's cool.
0: Fast and Furious Spy Racers one. Fast and Furious Spy Racers two, and then one more episode of Fast and Furious Spy Racers two. All good things. Yeah. Any yeah. other thoughts about the
1: vow or weepy wacky romance week? Uh, no, I loved it, and I really would like to do a one week spin off of every theme that we can get with a Lifetime movie and a Nicholas Sparks movie, if we could. Because it just brought me back so hard. I was really enjoying this week. So.
0: I have been looking, because I checked Metacritic to see, like, what movies that are coming out of VOD and, like, what shows are coming yeah. up. And, like, they also list all the originals on Lifetime. And, like, they're, the cheerleader ones are starting to pop up. So, like, I was thinking about, like, Dead Cheerleaders. Like, there's I don't know. Probably probably one's called Dead Cheerleader. I don't know. But, like, yeah, they're all, they're all there. They're there already, right? So.
1: And, I mean, like, in any possible theme you can come up with, there's a Lifetime movie that has... A similar tropey theme to it. So. Could they have fit into like our classic car movies theme, or no? I'm sure that they're like I could have I could have squeezed one in as as close as you can get with the wives he forgot and Michelle Rodriguez. Okay, you know, fair enough. Well, for
0: all things too fast, too forever, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com/slash too fast, too forever, or at too fast, too forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us family at cageclub.me. Come back next week for a double dose of Spy Racers, Fast and Furious Spy mm-hmm. Racers the Netflix original animated show. Again, email us familycageclub.me and just keep listening. I hope we did not scare you off with the Weepy Wacky Romance Week, but uh, yeah. we're going to reprieve. We're going hard back. We're, we're steering hard <laughs> back into the Fast and Furious lane with three straight Spy Racers episodes. So <laughs> That's true. Getting yeah. right back on brand, even though this is more on brand maybe than that.
1: I agree. I think that if you're 133 episodes deep, you Come to expect that this is what you'll get. I would hope so, but you know who knows. I really, I truly don't know. Imagine if, the, again, imagine if this is the first episode you ever listened to of Too Fast. You're like, why I don't know why. Yeah, wow.
0: I mean, it makes sense, kind of, right? So, I don't kind know. Kind of.
1: Anyway, yeah. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too, and we'll tell you all about it when we see you again.